Welcome, Welcome to, to Bibles and Bonnets. Hey, I'm your host, Praise. And I'm your co-host, Cheyenne. Get comfy, grab a Bible, and most of all, don't forget your bonnet for this evening's episode. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Bibles and Bonnets. Yeah, I'm going to start saying that in the beginning because it helps me remember which episode I'm on when I count. But um, we're going to pray in. Do you want to pray in first or do you want to pray out? I'll pray out. Okay, so everyone bow your heads, keep them closed, slant it open or to the side. Um, Father God, Lord, I thank you for allowing us to come together once again. When two or more are gathered, your presence is here. Pray that you allow us to stay focused and um, get through this Bible study and allow each and every one of us to learn something different. And I pray that you just allow peace to just enter this. Let your presence be here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So important question how was your week how did it go <laughs> how did it go Farrah tried boba Farrah tried boba and we forgot to call you literally we got home and it was so late we was, i was like oh my gosh i forgot to call Farrah. how you can start with that because boba yes <laughs> Ciao. my week <laughs> besides the boba part that was actually okay now um, I can see what you were saying with the texture part because it's it's a very weird texture. It's a texture I have not had before, but the drink was was good. It was mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had like a coffee one. I don't know. It was weird. But um, but if it was another flavor of boba, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot better. But uh, that flavor of boba was just not happening. So I might go back. You know, I might go back. Depending. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But. <laughs> for this week the devil on tried me the devil tried me like twice twice but the funny thing is he keep trying me but he know he not gonna win right, <laughs> it's just know. the thing about it <laughs> so he know he not gonna win so why keep trying me but um the best thing that happened out this week is i learned how to um solve his his trying like to like how to cope with it i should say how to how to solve it i guess but um god has really most definitely helped me through a lot this week because so many things from my past came back and Ooh. i'm a reverse back reverse it back, <laughs> reverse <laughs> <it> back. <laughs> like it's gonna go back um i think most definitely what i enjoyed is i started working out a lot more and i've I might say I be, I became addicted to working out. So, and I think that's a one way to, that helped me cope with, I wouldn't say anger, but um, just issues that keeps coming back, that the devils keep trying for me, but he ain't going to win. He ain't going to win in the end. Mm-hmm. Princess? Um, my week was kind of, uh, it was all right. Uh, my brother, he graduated. So we went to his graduation and stuff. It was good. I mean, that was like my my um, parents' first time seeing each other in a long time after the divorce. That's, how was it? So, uh, actually, they handled themselves pretty well. I thought it would be a little tension or saved, but they had himself pretty well. My brother was really happy. Like, he was smiling at all his pictures and stuff. Um, tomorrow, they're doing, like, a little 
at my mom's house, like a little party for him. So, yeah, nothing much, really. And I started class and stuff, so not really much going on for me, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, how was my week? It was good. I'm pursuing a job right now with another salon. Don't don't tell my my current. You might want to cut that part out. She says into a public podcast. <laughs> you might want to cut that part out of the podcast <laughs> because I don't need my boss hearing that. But um, yeah. My, I mean, other than that, my week was just kind of um boring. I, I think that term would define it. Yeah, praise. How was your week? I don't remember. Exactly. Um, this week actually. <laughs> stop laughing at me. This week went by actually very fast for me. Like on Thursday, I thought. No, Friday I thought it was Thursday, and then when Saturday came, I was like, "Wait, hold on," because this week was just the days were just flipping, and I had stuff to do. Um, I mean, the most I'd done this week was work on my project and looking for publishers. That's about, I think that's about it. Besides that, just going. No. Um, dream watch. My sleep has been in and out, so I think that's it too. My sleep was in and out. I have not had a peaceful sleep this week, except for probably one day. But even, and my dreams were weird, but eh, besides that, I'm cool. I'm chilling. I'm cool. Just praying and stuff. And I'm almost done with Exodus. But yeah, that's my week. And we're on John chapter 15. Pretty calm chapter with a lot of drop mic moments. So to go over chapter 14, Jesus was talking to his disciples in his final hours and comforting them, basically giving them final commandments. And we talk about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Because what else is he? He's, hello. It's really straightforward how you get there. Yeah, these past few chapters have just been of Jesus, like, addressing his disciples. Yeah. And, like, telling him, like, telling them basically things that he wants to, to leave them with, essentially. Like, you had him saying, the one I passed his bread to two chapters ago is the one who betrays me. And he passed the bread and they was just like, wow. Yeah. I wonder what that means. <laughs> and yeah. Peter over here like, I'll die for you, Lord, I'll do it. No, you won't, Peter. You're going to deny me three times. Like, is it, you know, just calm stuff. Like, <laughs> it's calm stuff. Like, going on at this dinner, we looked at the Last Supper photo. Fun fact, we went to Fort Lauderdale this week, I think. Yeah, we were Fort That's Lauderdale. what we did. And we saw the Last Supper in, like, was it? It was Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. Yeah. It was Monday. That feels like so long ago. It feels ago. so long ago, but we went to Fort Lauderdale. That was the highlight of the week. It was really fun. And then we went into this art gallery place. And was it in silver? It, it was, was like the silver. La- I took the pictures. Dang it, I was supposed to put it in the PowerPoint. I was, you were supposed to put it in the PowerPoint. Well, we'll show you after the after this recording. So I can... Because it's on my phone. But yeah, we're going to do... Let me see what else. And in this chapter, we're going to read about the vine and the branches. Then we're going to read how the world hates the disciples. And then we're going to read the work of the Holy Spirit, which we will dive deeper into in Acts. Cannot wait for Acts. Generally cannot wait. So we're going to start with verses 1 to 8. Okay. All right. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. 
Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask, sorry, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. The branches that do not remain in the vine are the people of the world who are not saved and, in a sense, love their life, as we talked about in the previous chapter, like how God, how Jesus made the distinction from those who love their life versus those who hate their life. And in this, the not saved people who love their life and don't follow Christ. So if you are not with Christ, you are with, you are against him. And there is no in between. And these are the people who will be thrown in the lake of fire. And also, I went into some commentary that described it. His description of himself as the true vine, God as the vine dresser, and human beings as branches has a specific context that makes it lessons clearer. With such a vine dresser, the branches, us, can experience complete confidence and security. Just as some branches are in, quote unquote, the vine, but not connected to life-giving aspects, so too can people be in a church or Christian community and not truly be saved. Also, some branches are in the vine only in a sense that they're intertwined or touching the other branches, yet they are not truly part of the life of the plant. In this context, these are the people Jesus refers to as in me, but barren. And those believers, wait, sorry, those branches merely associate with Christian faith, identify with believers or attend a church. But only branches truly connected to the source of life will produce fruit, just as only true born again Christians will produce spiritual fruit. And as for plants... No plant produces fruit instantaneously. Fruit, which is us. No, the fruit, um, I had a brain fart. <laughs> so no plant produces fruit instantaneously. Um, fruit as like the result of the process. And this is the case with believers. Prunes mean cleanses. Once the fruit is on the vine, the vine dresser, who Jesus basically said, I am God is the vine dresser, cleanses the fruit of bugs and diseases. The spiritual counterpart is cleansing, which is done through the word, who's God, the word became flesh, Jesus, the word became flesh, and for the branch to produce more fruit, it must abide, which means to dwell, to stay, to settle in, to sink deeper. The believer who obeys the word of God produces much fruit. So when, so that's why he says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. All in all, you need Jesus to be saved and God continuously cleanses you the more you confess your sins to him. It's like a hand in hand. What happened? I didn't feel like going to find Ray's hand, but um, <laughs> uh, does this have anything to do with like the like the spiritual fruit, like uh, kindness, gentle, like gentleness? Does that does this have to do with any of that? So we're gonna go. So I'm gonna go into basically what the fruit is when okay. we get closer to the verse that ties it in together. But in a sense, we're going to go over the characteristics of fruit. Um, okay. So, yeah. Any, anything else, though? 
before I continue? Is everyone clear on what I just explained and what was just read? Because I don't want anyone confused as we read along. No, we good? Okay, great. So Cheyenne, you can read verse 9 to 17. All right. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one, has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all the things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another." We're not just his servants. As he said before, he said... We're his friends. Yeah, we are his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. We are his friends. And it is an intimate friends. relationship. Right. Sorry. How, How many, many of us have them? Sorry. Sorry. Um, we, it is an intimate relationship with Jesus. And each Christian is uniquely different. Everyone's walk is different. My walk is different from Cheyenne. Cheyenne's walk is different from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's walk is different from Tajera. Tajera's walk is different from Princess. Every one of us has a different walk with Christ. It's not all supposed to be a uniform, the same, oh, we supposed to, we have an identical walk with each other. No, that's not how it's supposed to go. And Christ wants to have a relationship with us. So true believers, as we read in the, let me go back to the verse, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. And another, the other translation, it says ordained, basically. And true believers did not choose Christ and Christ chose us. So the question I'm asking each of you, you could give me an answer. You could give me a one word answer, whatever, is when did Christ choose us? Because it said, I, he said, I chose you. We did not choose him. So the question is, when did God choose us? I'm going to go with princess first because I don't see a face. It's okay if you don't have an answer. If you don't have an answer, you could say, I don't know. That's okay. The question is, when did God choose you? Princess? Sorry, my brother texted me about something. Can you repeat that? I said, the question is, when did God choose you? Because he said, you did not choose me. I chose you. So the question is, when did God choose you? I was saying, um, it's okay if you don't have an answer. I don't know. Like, from the beginning? I would say from the jump. Okay. Vera, I saw you pull out that Bible. I saw you pull it out. Jada, when did he choose us? <laughs> it's not even in the verse. So it's like, <laughs> um, I would say the same thing from the jump, from when he first made Earth or the entire world. Okay, Cheyenne, when did God choose us? When did God choose you? Do you want to? Okay. So here's my thought process because no, God is you're all like my mother. God is all knowing, right? My mother does this. He knows the future. He knows the past. Oh. He knows the present, right? So technically, because I am a Gentile, when I oh entered this new covenant with God, gosh. because I'm a Gentile, that I feel like that's oh. when He chose me when He made the covenant 
with the Gentiles. So he chose you after the covenant with the Gentiles. That's your answer. Yeah, I'm probably wrong though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, princess. Is this like a trick question? No, like, this is just I a straight, straight, like, a straightforward it's a question. question. Go for it. You I gave like me your class. answers. You said since the beginning. What did you say, princess? Yeah, since, since the beginning. There like he always chose this. You said after Jesus opened himself up to the Gentile period. Okay. So Paul says that he chose us before the foundation of the world. So princess, Pharaoh. I said Ooh. he was all-knowing. You said that he was all-knowing. You walked around that question. I did. I didn't know you was married. I didn't know you was the married. Hey, but I just said, but that's why I said that because he obviously knows. Okay, that's like saying, oh, praise. Why did Jesus come to the earth? Jesus had a sole purpose and he Whatever. went to the earth for his reason. Whatever. And then you don't answer the question, but you say a general fact. Then you two was correct. You're not being penalized if you got it wrong. You two. It, I, hello. So Paul said that he chose us before the foundation of the world. So in Ephesians chapter one, verse four, I'm going to read first verse four to 10. Paul says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. True believers were ordained. Christ chose us and we don't get any credit for that. It's not like we woke up one day, um yeah today's christ today's about christ i'm gonna worship christ today no because as we revealed as we went over a few chapters ago the spirit has to reveal himself to you you don't just randomly wake up with your weak flesh and your sin nature like you know what i'm serving the lord today's the day for the lord that's the day and you randomly choose you know what god i choose you like a pokemon ball you <laughs> fling it god i choose you and you <laughs> and you expect it to go your way god's you captured god and now he's in you like no god chose us we do not take any credit like for example yeah go ahead um i was going to say another example mm-hmm. that a way like probably for the viewers they probably like don't understand like how can the spirit choose you or how can the spirit reveal themselves to you um he can do it a lot of ways it's through like songs versus videos a whole bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. i remember i was in the car and i was like so distressed it was this week it was i was so distressed on what i should do and the way the spirit has revealed himself to me is when uh the song he turned it by Ty Tim- i love that song i love that song oh my gosh <laughs> that was my song <laughs> he turned it came on and I like it's just my whole spirit just lifted up and it and I became so like so like clear minded to the fact that the devil's trying to play you right now homie so <laughs> I'm gonna need you to like focus on me and the what that's the only way we're gonna fight him so it was just kind of like an example for the viewers or that's listening mm-hmm. um just to understand that he can come in multiple different ways. You right. ain't always got to be through the word. It ain't going to be one day the sun just shines on your face and you hear that voice say, 
get up, get in the word. It's not like that's how every experience is. And like, for example, you know what really turned me around when I was depressed like a year ago? I was on TikTok and I saw a video of a guy just explaining what it means to just put God second and examples. And then when I saw that video with the stuff that I was giving my mind to, I cried for an hour because I was like, oh my gosh, what? It was like a wake up call. I said, what am I doing? And I, I don't know who made that video. I forgot who made it. I don't, I don't even remember who it was, but I remember that video intently because that really was like click. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it was not like, like I said, it's not like I just laid in bed, sun came on my face, my child prays. <laughs> and then I got up. Go ahead. What do you have to say to people who you who say, well, if God chooses you, why didn't he just choose everybody? Because the gate is narrow. The fact why is... he want everybody to be uh, his children? The blah, fact blah. is, the not only is the gate narrow, but even think about Jesus' time on earth. Many people saw Jesus. Remember when he he fed the 5,000 and that whole crowd followed him because they wanted Jesus there for their purpose. They wanted him to overthrow the Roman oppression and all that. And then when Jesus was answering their questions because they was like, oh, feed me again. I want the bread. And he told them that he was the bread of life. It said many disciples turned from him because some people want Jesus for their own gain. They want Jesus to help stuff in their life. They want Jesus to be this person or be this thing that that's not what he's here for. And when you have people who want to live in a world who deny Christ, it's like how Jesus was literally healing people. It's not like Jesus was like, all right, meet me at my house, 5 p.m. Make sure no one watched you come here. And then I'm going to heal you in a closet. And then when you leave, don't tell nobody who it was. No, Jesus healed people plain and simple, out in the open. What did the Pharisees do? Killed him. They had him dead. When Jesus was on, the light was literally on the earth in flesh. They killed him. So it's not like people deny Christ as well. When like, for example, the Pharaoh and Moses, he saw all the plagues. People was like, can you please let them go? Please let them go. No. Each chapter, his heart hardened. But what I'm getting at is, is yeah, but that was God hardened his heart. But like I mentioned before in the chapters, if you remember, I said, to get to that place, you have to also deny him as well. It's not yeah, that. It's that. not like Jesus just said, you know, God. Yes, God does harden hearts to show His glory. But when yeah. you get to that point, like with Judas, been with Jesus since he was been with him since he picked the twelve. What happened when he did? When then, but he was also a thief. He was also stealing out the treasury, thinking, oh, God, must, Jesus must not be this if he don't even know I'm stealing coins from him. He, ha ha, he not dealing with me. And then after. Judas went to probably the Pharisees to do that deal with him. Satan entered him. It wasn't hard because he already had, he already probably brushed off everything and was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then when Satan entered him, he did what he had to do because he betrayed God at the end of the day. So it's not like Jesus is, oh, yeah, he does pick people, but mm-hmm. you also have to remember that it's never too late. You can still repent. And then if you're truly a, if you're truly a follower of God, and he has you, like I was about to read, he will never let you go. What can ruin that if he chose you? So I really was going to say, oh, man. Do you want to keep reading? Did I jump the gun? No, you didn't jump the gun. You was going into what I was saying. But I my screen locked, so I have to scroll down. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I used to question, too. I was like, well, if the why is the gate narrow in the first place? Because God can literally, some people can literally see the works of God and still be like, eh. 
Maybe it's just... I was thinking because I saw that comment that that girl left on your Instagram. <laughs> she... Oh, I was going to get into that at the end. We can get into that at the end. But So you're not going. wrong because people do think like that. It's just at the end of the day... I'm not saying that's my... I'm just saying a question in general that people might have. Because at the end of the day, yes, God does choose you. And I won't ruin it, but that doesn't mean it's too late. Satan knows he's on the losing side. He does not, he knows he's not winning. It's embarrassing, embarrassing. Okay, we see it all through the Bible, embarrassing for him to even assume that he was going to fall from heaven and be a God. Like, hello, embarrassing, if you ask me. So, Satan's job is to take down as much people as possible. He knows where he's going, but the people he's taking down, half of them don't even know where they're going. And his job is to take as much people down with him because he's a sore loser. So, that's why I always say it's never too late. Because at the end of the day, you don't even know who God chose in the first place. Anybody who repents right now and still be like, you know what, Lord, I want to follow your will. I want to do all this. Who for all you know, God chose them, but is at that time in their life where they really, that clicked for them. So you don't even know at the end of the day who was chosen because God can still work on anyone's life at a blink of an eye. And they're like, oh. Like my dad, you growing up, you would have thought my dad was just going to stay in them drugs and be in and out of jail. But when that click came, when the spirit chose him, because spirit been chosen, it's not like he was like, oh, oh, Calvin's in jail. Let me go speak to Calvin. No, it was more or less he already knew the, pur- the purpose and walk he had for my dad. And then when that time came for it to be in full effect, it came. So some people, time got to come for it to happen. I have a question. Yes. So... It's kind of like a scenario. So, like, say you've been questioning it with, within your mind. You've been like, okay, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. It, it takes a lot of work to get to, to where God got you going and the devil got it right here or it's right here. Or, okay, so, like, when you get to the word, maybe they come across this verse we just read, um, I've chosen you. Uh, shoot, I lost it. Yeah, that verse, you know. So once you get to that verse and you be like, can you like believe that verse? And then he automatically, you know, he's chosen you. How can you do anything without faith is the question. Like I said, mentioned a few chapters ago, you can read through this book up and down, do synopsis on it, write out all the chapters, but without the spirit there. It's just going to sound like a foreign gibberish to you. Like, oh, look at God. Look how he killed all the people. Like, that's what I was going to get into with the girl who spoke to me. But let me just read this because this is why I wrote it out. I wanted to say, how could we lose that? Like, for example, when we go through life, when we fall, when we, you know, fall into sin, fall into the world for a little bit, have those time periods, it's not a surprise to God because he chose us since the beginning, since the foundation of the world. So when we do stuff, we over here letting the enemy making us think, oh, why would he want you? Look at all the stuff you did. When in reality, it's no surprise to God. He knows the outcome of your life. It's not like you was born and then he's like, oh, I am appalled. Praise, how could you? I am shell-shocked with my son and the spirit of God. How did, no. He's just like, oh, well, I knew this was going to happen. It's not like God is just like, wow, this one, I'm crossing her out the lips. No eternal life for this one. Moving Mm -hmm. on. God is not surprised. He's literally not surprised. We cannot lose that because if God chooses you, we're one of these branches that that are connected to him. We're not falling off. No, no, wind comes. No, because he gives us security. 
we i feel like it has to really just click because when the spirit reveals himself to you it clicks then you're like oh so when the enemy tries to throw doubt in your way or try to make it seem like oh look at this you falling again you know you you worthless no i'm not no i'm not i'm a child of god <laughs> you're embarrassing but i'm not worthless because have you met my father oh you fear him okay that's what I, that's what i assume and another thing I want to say is the proof is in the fruit. My dad's been telling me this since I was a child. The proof is in the fruit. Especially when you meet other true believers, it's easier to tell who's really in it for God because of their fruit that they produce. And produce that permanent fruit is what my dad says. Because the fruit that we produce, true believers produce, it's not going nowhere. For example, think of how long ago Moses was alive on this earth. Think of how long ago it was. And people still know him to this day. They know his story. They know him by name. They know it. They know his whole story. Think of Paul. You think when Paul was speaking to the church, doing all that, he would think that we would be in here on a Zoom call, dissecting, soon dissecting his letters that he written to churches. Do you think that when Moses split the rest of it, he was like, wow, I wonder if Instagram is going to catch that on live. Like, they was, I'm pretty sure they wasn't thinking about stuff like that. Yet, their fruit that they produce stayed. Years and years and years and years and years till it got to me, till it got to you and everyone else who has the ability to just pick it up and read it. You think they was thinking about tablets? Oh my gosh, I wonder what new iPad's gonna be out by the time I, uh, Praise is born. He didn't even know who I was. They don't even know who I am, yet they're still here. We still know about them. And I wanted to also sp- point out that spreading the gospel, staying in the word, prayer, because it's not by words. It's not like, oh, praise the, it's not like when you go to heaven, they're going to give you a bingo card, okay? And they're going to be like, cross off all the yeah. things you did on the earth. Or they're going to give you a list. Hey, write out all the things from A to Z that you did for God on this earth. And by how much PowerPoints, how much bullet points you have, that's going to determine mm-hmm. you walking through the gates. No, it's not saved by works. Saved by faith, not by works. Saved by faith, not by works. Jesus saves. Not the, oh, even this. The, and then another thing is, Satan won't be able to wipe it out. He could try. We all know he's a trier. He can try, but it's not going to work. And it's really not going to work. It's really embarrassing. That's the word of the day. You it's know what I work. wanted to point out? If I can, or did you? Keep, you can actually. No, I was going to end it off with, as Christians, there's a burning desire to be a witness, to spread the good news to other people. And when the spirit moves you to want to, you know what? I want to tell people about the word. I want to do this. I want to spread the gospel and stuff like that and learn about Jesus through his word. Because I can tell you back then I could go days, probably weeks without reading the Bible. I'd be like, oh, maybe I'd be like, I should read it. A week go by. I should another week go by and even when it came to social media you think i would post the stuff i post now about social media i would be like "Mm, i'll I'll post a oh if you don't share this then you're going to hell and then if you don't if you don't share this then you don't follow jesus and you know i'll be scared and i'll I'll just share it that's what i would do and i'd be like oh but now i have a genuine desire to want to spread the word to people and spread the good news because this is a real life thing it's not like i'm telling them a fable to help them sleep at night go ahead i think that's what's like that what bothers me about when i see i'm like on tiktok they was like make sure you share this make sure you like this video make sure you comment on here like huh (laughs) like 30 seconds supposed to be sharing god like sharing the Mm -hmm. word you're not supposed to be getting this for clout that's this is not what he brought he he didn't bring this platform for you to just get shares and 
comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand why people do that, and like, it honestly irks me. It does irk me, especially the I'm gonna lose followers for this one. Okay, just say what you have to say. If you lose the followers, you lose the followers. You don't have to make it a big gaslighting. About it. Yeah, because I know you have good intentions and you want to spread the word. That's cool, but you don't have to be like like share and comment this da da da. If they like and share, it'll come naturally. You don't have to enforce people because you know what I do. Swipe. I listen to the word and then swipe, like swipe, <laughs> like and swipe. Because why are you making me? Why are you making people who are not strong in their faith, who barely know anything, like, oh, I guess I have to do stuff like this. Oh, I guess if I really don't share it, then God won't know me. Don't do that. Don't make people feel like that. That's that's not right. That's why in all my videos, I just get straight to the point. We're here for a reason. Just get straight to the point. What did you have to say, Cheyenne? I feel like it's not really relevant to where the conversation has no, what happened to. <laughs> I wanted to point out, because um, I think you mentioned you can lose that. Where, cause, cause you know how you're chosen, right? No, I said you can't lose that. Well, my thing, okay, but I wanted to point out here, because it says if anyone does not abide in, abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into mm-hmm. the fire. So it's like I literally imagine a branch, and those people, like you said, who are like half in it, half not, and then they just like fall off. Who are not truly in it, or who say yeah, they go to not church, not really it. following Christ, and just doing that's things? What that's the what supplemental I branches that try to hang on, that try to pretend they're there, like the branches yeah. that looks like they're there but they're truly not. And yeah, then, boom. as soon as like the wind blows or whatever, like, I think you were they, saying something like that. Mm-hmm, because if you're not with Christ, you're against Him, and there is no in between. There is no lukewarm. That's why I said I'll spit you out if you're lukewarm. You are either with Him or against Him. And I don't know about y'all. I'm not trying to be against Him. Okay. Ugh, I I love my father, but yeah, continue. Oh, I have a verse um, that kind of explains that. I think it's Joshua one five. Mm-hmm. Um. The person that is standing with me is stronger than the person that is standing against me. And that's all what? Poetry. That's all poetry. Mm -hmm. But let's keep reading. Let's keep reading, though, because this was a lot. But Mm -hmm. I also wanted to point out that Jesus did not keep the Father, the... Jesus did not keep the Father hidden from us. And everything that he learned from the Father, he had made known. And I want us to say to think of a genuine friendship that y'all may have. Because I don't know all the people that you know. Think of like a real genuine friendship, like best friends. For example, I have a best friend that I've known since 2009. Her name's Charisma. She literally knows everything about me. I know everything about her. It's like a friendship of transparency. Like, you know, I can literally, if I wanted to go to her house crying in tears and she's home and I just tell her, she'll be there just waiting to listen. If she chose to ever come to my house cry, ah, praise, I just can't do it. I'll be there to listen because I, I know her. You know, there's someone I built a bond with. That's someone I truly love. Despite no matter what she goes through, that's someone I truly love. And that's the same with Jesus. It is an intimate relationship. And a servant does what he is told and sees and sees what his master does but does not necessarily know the meaning or purpose of it however a friend knows what is happening because friends develop deep fellowship by communicating with one another through his living word we know about jesus right and he knew everything about us before we was even born since the foundation of the world he knew everything about us whole transparency relationship it's an intimate relationship and then another thing i want to bring up is even for those who don't know him, how can you want to spend eternity with someone you don't know? 
How could you truly expect also to spend eternity with someone you did not bother to get to know? It's like having an acquaintance just... Not even an acquaintance, just having some random person come up to your house. Hey, can I stay here for a few weeks? Who are you? Do I know you? <laughs> Leave before I call the cops. You got the wrong house. <laughs> you stay out there. This is my house. What do you mean? Can I stay here for a few weeks? <laughs> I don't know you, sir. Mm-hmm. Goofball. But that's how it's going to be when he says, depart from me. I don't know you. What, fr- what deep friendship do you have with him? What deep friendship? <laughs> Ferris Phillips. <laughs> but yeah, and also part of friendship I, with huh? I, hear that verse. I say every time I hear that verse, it just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's reality. But we don't have to worry about that. Why? Because we're we have a relationship with him. We have a relationship with him. Don't ever let the enemy think, oh, what relationship? Mm, you prayed. Mm-hmm. I saw you pray once today. Oh, that's what you did. Mind your business. I have bowel movements. Now, now you now you look goofy. <laughs> Mind your business, please. Thank you. And part of friendship with God is honoring his teachings. It also means God communicating with us in something more than simple orders. For example, Abraham's friendship with God. I found that very interesting because Abraham's friendship with God is one of my top favorite friendships. Even Moses' friendship with God. Okay. I've read about the golden calf chapter today. Um, they let Aaron, the the Israelites basically was like, oh, I don't know where Moses is. Let's get it. We need something to worship. And Aaron oh, was yeah, like, just yeah, give yeah. me all the gold earrings y'all have. Wives, children, sons. He created, huh. he constructed this calf because back in Egypt, they did something with, I believe, bulls and cows. And so they was just celebrating and worshiping this calf that don't exist, this calf, the calf. And they literally said, oh, this is the golden calf who delivered us out of Egypt. I said, ha! Moses came down there. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all how I wrote this in my notes. Because I have time today. So when I wrote about Moses, right? I put, so double M, that means mediator Moses. Because God was like, all right, you know what? I'm about to let it loose. I'm about to, my theory, I'm angry. This is what's going to happen. Now, hold on, Lord. Um, Think of your reputation. Think of what, think of this, that, and the third. You don't, don't do this. Have mercy, please. Mediator Moses. Then God was like, okay. And then, you know, God knew his plans since the beginning of time. It's not like God was just like, oh, I'm going to destroy them. And then Moses came and then changed it. God was always going to, I read that in the commentary. He was always going to like have mercy on them. But he wanted to lead Moses into having a prayer for them, basically. That's what it read, said in my commentary. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. It's a very interesting thought. Even though he was mad, it's not like he pretended to be mad. They literally constructed a calf and said you know what let's worship it it delivered us out of egypt it did this for us this is our god oh moses came down and he burned that calf y'all he put it he um put it down to powder this man put the powder in the water and made the israelites him when he got down there like, give me this yeah burn it burn the calf Put the calf powder in the water. Made the Israelites drink it. It wasn't no 50 Israelites, okay? He made them Israelites drink the powdered water from the calf he burned. Now, that's GM. That's gangster Moses. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going off is... I forgot what I was saying because Moses just got me hyped. But, yeah. Friendship, it's his friendship, friendship that he's able to talk to God like, hey, now hold on. Let's discuss this. And, he, you know, and then Abraham, he was like... Well, what if there's 20 
righteous people in the like when he was about yeah. to burn <laughs> that place the number just kept getting smaller he's like, and smaller well since I found favor what about ten <laughs> and he was like if there's ten people I won't burn it what about five <laughs> if there's five people I won't burn it what about two and he just kept going God's like that. take your family and go <laughs> just get out of here and he was only saying that because I, he was thinking of Lot, too. Mm-hmm. And he was surprised, too, because that whole place burned. There was only Lot. Only Lot was in there that got out, even though his wife turned his around. Wife turned, his wife turned around. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I said, how could we... How could you expect... Not saying you, but how could someone expect to spend eternity with someone you never had a relationship with? You think I'm going to let you into my house and I don't know you and you want to stay here for a few months? A few weeks? Would you let me stay with you, Praise? Yes, because I know you. There's a relationship here. Okay? There's a relationship. I know you. I'm not going to tell you to depart from me. I'll tell that crazy person who thinks he's going to stay in my house, depart from me. I will. And also, one more thing, because this is literally, we're at the end of the chapter. So, this love is mostly practical. It is a matter of what we do, not necessarily about the emotions we feel. And it is also meant to emulate the love christ showed for us this love that love is sacrificial humble and constant offering one's life for the sake of others is the ultimate expression of this love however jesus does not mean that christian love is only shown in grand gestures like i'll die for you Vera. i'll do it i'll throw myself i'll catch a grenade for you no bruno i'll do it i'll purposely do it that doesn't just because I just me by only doing that, that doesn't mean that's the only way I have to show you I love you. It could be as simple as, Hey Farah, I thought of you today, I got you some food, you told me you wasn't hungry. You know, just doesn't have to be grand gestures. It could be as simple as, you know what, let me hold the door for you. Your leg hurts. It could be something as simple as that. And it is the pattern for our entire life. So to end it off, Cheyenne, you can read from eighteen to the end as I stretch my legs. Okay. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Wait, did I say persecuted? Sorry. (laughs) If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, whom, shall, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Period. What does this this means that we need to remember that Jesus is not of this world and the world accepts their own and they hated the light who is Jesus if the world hates us then it is nothing new because the world also hated Jesus for example 
I might lose followers for this. You know, oh, and just because I have this podcast with Cheyenne that the spirit moved us to give, the spirit moved us to have this idea, spread the gospel. Just because I do this, it doesn't mean I'm entitled to everyone loving it or everyone being like, I agree with you. No, there's going to be some people in this world who don't agree with what I'm saying right now. They're going to be like, oh, all she knows how to do is read her commentary and give her perception of what she thinks is false. But at the end of the day, this is false. Oh, if I spread the gospel on my page it doesn't mean that everyone's gonna be like oh amen sister praise no they're probably some of them like the girl who commented randomly on my story today is gonna be like i don't believe in god come to my page to get some answers okay for example one time i was sitting in a gym class i'm sorry because y'all see my upper chest i was in a gym class and there was this girl who was getting me really mad and I literally said, because I was getting mad, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pray for you because God loves you. And I assumed that because I said that, she would just leave me alone. This girl mimicked me behind me. She's like, I just said that God loves you and leave me alone. I wanted to punch her in the face that day I did. But when I heard that, I was just like, why would she say that? Because I assumed that if I said something like that, then she would just leave me alone because of that. No, the world hates their own. So it's not like, oh, look at her, a walker of Christ. Let's give her open arms. No, the world will always give, barely give us anything. They would just give us hatred. They would give us hatred. That's all they would give us. And true believers of the world do not, of the word, do not belong to this world. We belong with Christ. We have a citizenship in heaven. We are children of the light, not the darkness. And not children of the world. We are children of God. And knowing this, you should not be surprised by the world hating us. It should not shock you because look what they did to Jesus when he was on earth. Killed him. Literally killed him. Literally killed him. And we are not too far from the chapter when they do this. We're closer to the end. We're literally closer to the end. And I wanted to say, look at the top, some of the top influencers, like people I see on Instagram. You have them using pronouns now. They have the flags in their thing like oh i accept everyone they always be like oh this is a safe space i accept every walk i respect this that and the third and i'm not bashing them because we're supposed to love everyone we're not supposed to show hatred to others we're supposed to show love jesus the new commandment was love one another even if you don't agree with them you love them but that doesn't mean that we just let them we love them and continue to just watch them sin or watch them fall when we have the chance to help them and you know spread the truth to them it doesn't mean that because you have people who would just accept everything like even when people be like oh all religions can come together it's the same god don't disrespect my father do not disrespect my father it is not the same god <laughs> i worship the one true one you worship this false one there's a difference we're not the same you worship lowercase g i do uppercase g <laughs> we're not the same we are not the same sweetie <laughs> <laughs> and that's what like that's what i want to give an example because i don't know if y'all see the influence influencers today it's like a safe space except every single body it's just i'm not oh, saying to disregard anybody i'm just saying as christians we're supposed to spread love we're supposed to Be, love you everybody. treat everybody with respect you but treat at the everyone with respect but at the end of the day we know the truth yeah and we share the truth and not everyone's gonna agree with us the world hates us they accept their own that's that's how that's what i always tell myself on tiktok as well because i imagine i said like, if i had like a two million followers i bet you half of them people would just be bashing me in all my videos like oh look at you you think you're such a christian oh you think you're such a look at you thinking you're walking the right way and i'm like yeah 
Because I've seen a lot of Christian influencers that have a lot of followers, and there'll be people commenting, like even on China and McLean stuff about Christ. Right? Oh, you think this, but it's not this. Oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. This is not even real. And then bashing her. Bashing her for. I feel like she'd be like, she don't even be disrespectful either. She's very like. She comes correct and forward. And if you choose yeah. to come correct with her, it's kind of for her for no reason. I'm like, oh my god. She doesn't use her platform to be like, you should find Christ right now, or I hate you. You know what? But yeah, that's basically how I see it. Because there should be no reason why Chana and McLean get in bash the way she be getting bashed for respectfully saying the gospel. There are people who say it much worse. It could be. Have you met how my dad talks to people? He's a very spiritually intellectual man. <laughs> but sometimes if you ask him a question, he won't just give you the, you know what, if you go about it, da, da, da. he'd be like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. Moving on. <laughs> that's exactly how he is. But is that him being disrespectful? No, he's just, and he's grown up. He knows what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Like, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. Oh, like, oh, um, Pastor Calvin, should I? be sleeping with this guy we're not married yet no boom moving on like that's how he'll answer questions basically and if you hate jesus you hate the father there is no middle there is no lukewarm you cannot ignore the son and hope to find some shortcut into heaven because jesus is literally the shortcut we do not have to sacrifice the perfect lamb we don't have to go out and do these constant sacrifices um two guys forgot to you know hey lord just sneak confess my sins flames whoosh no because jesus was the ultimate sacrifice he is the ultimate sacrifice and through him we get to the father it's literally the shortcut it's a shortcut because if you read those 600 and something commands in the old testament y'all would be like ah y'all be like mm. jesus knew we couldn't do it and what did i say it is repetitive i understand this is repetitive i say this every other chapter if not every chapter but it's literally the crucial key to understand. You, This is the one thing you have to understand because you have people who think they can get through God any other way. Be like, oh, I know your son's there, but I want us to try this way. And it doesn't even work. They don't even get to him. They don't even get to him. And as much as Christ loves believers, the world hates them. In this case, the world refers to the unbelieving, godless nature of humanity in general. Just as we should expect to serve as much as our master served, we should expect to be hated as just as our master was hated. The world's hatred is irrational and spiteful, driven by anger and conviction over sins which Christians do not endorse or join in. And part of our help in enduring that persecution is the work of the Holy Spirit. As the disciples spoke, the Holy Spirit would bring conviction to unbelievers about Christ. This in turn would make the disciples witnesses for Jesus. The Spirit provides a reminder of Christ's teachings in a similar way Christians serve to remind the world of Christ's message. And in verse 27, just to clear up any confusion, because you got to remember the disciples is who Je- is the audience who Jesus was speaking to. Because remember, Jesus was speaking to a specific audience. He was speaking to his disciples in these last few chapters we've been reading about. They're at a supper. They're eating. They're leaning. You know, this is who he's speaking to right now. And his disciples who have been with him and seen what he has done during his ministry on earth. So that's what he means. Like you have been with me since the beginning. That's what he's referring to. And that is the chapter of 15. And basically, key point, Jesus wants us to love one another, obey his teachings, and bear fruit. Bear that permanent fruit. That's mm-hmm. all I got to say. Does anyone have any questions? 
comments or concerns it's okay if you don't i feel like we explained a lot in the middle of it but if you guys do i'm happy to answer any lingering questions do, 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 do. i'm gonna take that as a no <laughs> pray out let's pray out out all right father god wait, everybody wait. bow their heads thank you you just went to father god well, i'm sorry i'm hungry <laughs> sorry let me take my time <clears throat> did jesus rush his death is that why i'm rushing not rushing prayer? jesus i'm sorry i'm what? hungry that's why i wasn't thinking properly oh my bad my my b everybody bow their heads you're not snickers you commercial you like you when you're hungry thank you <laughs> She acts like I'm trying to rush Jesus. No, I'm just trying it to sound like you was trying to in rush my head. The only thing prayer. that I'm thinking about is praying right now. So, anyways, right. everybody, bow your First head, slant your eyes, close. Does them, anybody have any keep prayer one eye open, one eye closed, cross eyed, whatever? I don't know. Does anyone <laughs> have any prayer requests? Yes, be proactive, okay, and not procrastinate because I've been procrastinating a little too much. Um, Tara. Gotcha. Um, to keep my promises to God. Okay. Um, just pray for me to get something done this week with my projects, please. I need a little. All right. Everybody, bow your heads. Keep your eyes slanted, open, halfway, cross-eyed, whatever. Um, I'm gonna rustle you. <laughs> Father God, I just want to say thank you for this glorious day and waking us all up and. You know, thank you for us all seeing each other's smiling faces on this call today. And I pray that you can carry us throughout this week. And I pray for Princess, for everybody to be more productive. Um, I pray for Farah to help help her keep her promises that she makes to you or to anybody. I pray that praise is also productive and me as well. And I pray that if this new job is for me, that I get the job and yes uh, yeah that's that's it in the name of jesus i pray amen last thing i want to say about god choosing you it will be a, more of a surprise to us but it's not a surprise to him because again we don't know even to this day who he chosen we just it got like i said god is all-knowing he knows the past he's, present and the future he's all-knowing as um cheyenne gave her general answer to whatever but, <laughs> whatever this concludes this week's episode of bibles and bonnets if you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe to us on our Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Later, guys.